Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. by Fifth and Main. Actually, it's brought to you by Curio by Fifth and Main. Have you heard of this amazing online store? Well, get ready to fall in love. In fact, Curio by Fifth and Main.com is the website and Curio by Fifth and Main has done our really adorable nursery wallpaper with all these blue dinosaurs that Schman is getting ready to install. They ship nationwide. They're ethically sourced, eco-friendly, and they have little luxuries in all price points. It's also a women-owned business and unique to go to their website today. I get lost on Heather's website on, on um, Curio by Fifth and Main.com. I get lost on the website because there's so many cute gift items that you can get, like luxury products for your home, your body, the planet, so much more. And they're all made in small batches. Um, and I, that's what I really love about the wallpaper. Also, if you want to reach out to Heather directly from her website, she works with an amazing wallpaper artist. And the best is it's stick and peel. So it's not the old days when you used to like watch your mom try to frantically wallpaper. Nope. Uh, this is very heavy duty, high quality. Once you put it on the wall, it stays. Visit today and check out the amazing website Curio by fifthandmain.com and start shopping eco-friendly. All right, you guys, special guest today, comedian Jared Freed. You have probably seen him. Um, he's hysterical. He's out of lives out of New York City, but he performs actually in the D.C. area and, you know, nationwide. He's also known for his Rose rehashes, like all his recaps about The Bachelor and... As it just so happens, you guys know that for the first time because of COVID and quarantine, I'm watching The Bachelor. I'm addicted. So Jared, and not only that, but you need to put March 2nd on your calendar. Jared is dropping on his YouTube page. You can just search Jared Freed. Um, he is dropping his YouTube special all about quarantine. It was taped on New Year's Eve, and he's super funny. He also he also hosts hosts multiple podcasts. So you up pod with our girls from Betches, and then J Train podcast, which is all about relationships. And if you guys are following my Instagram at the Sarah Fraser Show, you know you know that Schman has purchased a watch for me that I absolutely hate. I know. And I'm, I'm such a bitch of a wife. And it's fine. You can write that because people are like, return it already and get over yourself. 
I know. I know. Look, I, I understand. Okay. I knew when I put this out that I was a major C word. All right. It's fine. But here's the thing. I felt like a lot of women could identify with this because we love our partners, but the reality is, is not all of them are good, are good gift givers. And for some reason, Schman goes in my closet, right? Okay. You guys know me. I'm, I'm, I'm an eclectic one. You know, I've got like a a powder blue baby faux fur jacket, you know, full length to the floor. All right. I've got like my $2,500 Louis Vuitton luggage that I carry. You know, I, like I'm an eclectic gal. I like expensive things. I like not expensive things. Somehow he goes in my closet <laughs> instead of seeing like a Michael Kors watch, right? I have a couple of those that I really like mixing and matching. He somehow logs onto QVC and he shops the entire QVC like catalog, right? Online. Except for it's not the Lisa Renna edition or Julieta Rancic. It's it's somehow some watch from Geneva that no one can pronounce. I call it my uh, you know, oh my God, what are they called? Um, I have complete pregnancy brain. Oh, churros. Okay, there we go. I call it my churro watch because it's just, I can't even, it's Chiroli, Caroli. I even had some woman write to me. She was very upset. She's like, in my country, this is a status symbol. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure in most of the world it is, but I'm a bitch. So what do you want me to do? Okay. That's who I am. So I asked Jared about it. I said, because Jared has a show on relationship advice. I said to him, what do you think? Do I need to tell him I hate this watch? Yes or no? So Jared gives me all that advice. Just my mom calling, of course. I knew I needed to put the phone on silent, but do I do it? No. So anyhow, Jared, you need to check out everything he's doing. He's terrific online. He's very, very funny. And um, because I'm obsessed with The Bachelor, now I've become a big fan of following him and watching his recaps. So today he talks about how he went from insurance to becoming a full-time stand-up comedian. Um, The Bachelor, of course, all the controversy this season. What's his take on Chris Harrison? Does Chris Harrison need to go away or does he need to stay? Is he synonymous with Bachelor Nation? So we talk all about that and also walking the political line when you are a comedian. How do you balance that? So here is comedian Jared Freed. I, I was saying, I've known about you and followed you for years, but I really became a fan this year because I actually finally watched The Fucking Bachelor. So when I see your Bachelor recaps, I know what you're talking about. Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm happy that The the Bachelor, re- we got you in. ABC is proud of me <laughs> and they're proud of me for no money at all. They they don't even acknowledge me as a human, but I'm I'm happy I can extend the Bachelor Nation for them. Have they really not? Because I was thinking, you know, you would be a great Chris Harrison replacement. I I would I, I'm very my heart is warmed by that. Um, I take that as a full compliment. I I would do anything to host the Bachelor. I think it's the most interesting show. I think it could be so much more fun than it already is. I would love to have a hand in it. Um, I think what's going on this season is, you know, necessary. It's hard to, these are difficult conversations, much like the last year has been difficult. I thought Chris Harrison handled that interview horribly. I thought he looked bad. Um, I think taking a step away is the best thing he could do. And I, you know, if, if I, I think a lot of the conversation goes into like, um, a very difficult place. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I'll be the host of the Bachelor. I would love to be the host of the Bachelor. I'd have it so I'd make the, you know, I would make the Bachelor have to pay for all the dates. Like I would be yeah. him and him in the cheapest Uber taking you to like a Chili's. Like I want like, I, I a lot of the conversation now, like, listen, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to make the show better. But I want it to be more fun than it is. I want the, I like they just did Hometowns. Why aren't the mom and dad jumping out of the plane with them? Why aren't, you know, I want to see like the, the parents on the picnic at the pre-date. So I, I, there's a lot of ideas I have that I want to add to the show. Let's have, let's have the final two, instead of a fantasy, fantasy suite, they have to uh, assemble an Ikea couch together. Let's watch that. Yeah. Like real life stuff. Yes, exactly. Okay, and by the way, for the hometowns, I agree with you. Wasn't it annoying? Every parent had the same question. Like, well, you're dating four people. How can you love my... It's like, don't the producers say, all right, look, everybody's asked that question. Start with something else, right? I mean, that was annoying. Well, I think it also has to do with, like, if we're going to get into Bachelor, you know, uh, opinions, my opinion is that Matt James, like, 
I don't think he understands the gravity of meeting a woman's parents. Like it feels like he's he he is said uh, he's only been in a relationship that's been as long as four months. Um, I think he might he might be six weeks into it with these women, but it ain't six weeks when you bring the parents <laughs> along and you're talking about engagements. And I don't know. So it does feel like they're just like, hey, so what do you feel about my daughter? And he gives a lot of very top line answers. So it's like. I agree with you. There's got to be more in-depth questions, but I don't know. I, I, I guess that to me that happens when you're more comfortable around one another, you get to know one another. Maybe if they spent the whole day together instead of, instead of just one cocktail, it would yeah. be better. I know. And okay, obviously you talk a lot of relationships on your J Train podcast, you know, just in general. Do you think it's a it's a red flag that Matt James, because how old is he, Jared? Is he is he 28? He's 29. He's, I think he's 29, um, but maybe 28. You might be right. I don't know. Um, but around that age. Okay. Do you think it's a red flag that his longest relationship was four months prior to the show? I don't think it's a red flag. I think, you know, especially with the state of dating in 2021, where it's a lot of like um, non-relationship relationships, a lot of not labeling, a lot of we're exclusive, but not, not together. A lot of like different labels that have come up just by people trying to like not you know dig into a, you know uh, a serious thing like it makes sense i'm not saying he he's not strange if you haven't been in a relationship at 29 that's longer than four months it's not a weird thing in this day and age i would say the the red flag comes when he's not taking it seriously and I don't think he's not taking these relationships there. I think he cares about these people and their time. But I think the thing that's missing from this season of The Bachelor is when you've been on the show before, you get to the the finish line. It's usually someone that's gotten to the end-ish. So they are like, oh, that's what we're moving towards, especially men. Men love wasting time. Um, you know, someone was like, he seems like a New York City fuckboy. And I was like, I don't think he seems like a New York City fuckboy. I think he um, I think he seems like a New York City no rush. He's a no rush. He's a no hurry to get in the relationship. There is no social negativity that comes with Hey, it just didn't work out like it does sometimes for a woman. That's not fair. That's not great. But that's societally, a woman brings a guy home to her parents. It's a much more serious, like, yeah. So, uh, how do you think about my daughter? Like, my, I bring a girl, I bring my girlfriend home. My dad's like, nice, cool. She's cute. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's yeah, not it's just like... the, 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 the social stuff is just different. So I think when you have been on the show before and you get dumped in the final three, two, four, whatever it might be, you now get whatever amount of time it takes for the bachelor startup. You go, do I want to be engaged? Oh, that's what a breakup feels like. Oh, I don't think Matt James has ever dealt with. If it's four months, it's as long as I don't think he's ever done a breakup. I don't think he's ever yeah. seen someone go, you're my has someone had someone say you're not my person like it did last week i don't think he's ever had someone look at him yeah. and go let's be together let's move in and him be like i don't know maybe we shouldn't move in you know like i i i think these are things that like if you're not sure if you've never done them before some people can go straight up the dating mountain straight uh, and get to the the peak of engagement no problem but i'm saying for a lot of people in this day and age where you know, these relationships, are the dating apps, the, the multiple options. This guy's going to have a Instagram account that's going to about be full of 500,000, you know, women. He's, I don't think he understands the severity of the situation that he's in. Of what he's in for. Um, by the yeah. way, wasn't the tantric yoga date for Serena P. Don't you feel like that was the moment she was out? I mean, you know, to me, yeah. like, like she was so done. And the dates as a new Bachelor fan are so random. Sometimes he, they're, the producers are like shutting down a whole carnival. And then the next thing you know, they're like, like you said, they're in Canada rolling out some nasty pontoon or whatever. I mean, it's like, <laughs> what, where is the, the dates are so erratic. 
Well, it's it's funny that you're getting in like during a quarantine version of The Bachelor. Usually they're traveling places. They're going to like all around the world. Part of the show is to be uh, given a tour of the world a little bit, to see vacation spots. It's a whole, there, there's a whole other element that we're missing because they're in one location the whole time. So the producers are showing how their lack of creativity with these <laughs> dates, they're like, it's like, yeah, rub against each other while a yoga teacher and ayahuasca stares at you. Like, it's like kind of, you're like, okay, shouldn't you do something else? Like, it feels like there's more creativity that could be had, but the yoga date to me, again, and I and I know I sound like I'm coming down, my job or the job I've given myself. <laughs> I love it, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed is when I look at the show, I'm looking at the people, the small moments. 30 women dating one man is a stupid show. A man and a woman going on a tantric yoga date and him not getting the vibe that this person is uncomfortable. <laughs> now we have an interesting subject. Now we have something to talk about. How is it that Matt James didn't say, hey, let's just do something else. He's the leader of this show. And I understand he's never been on the show, but at, when you're the bachelor, when you're the bachelorette, you get to lead, you get to make, you can make it your show. So at no point did he say, yeah, let's just say, well, we'll just have drinks. We'll hang out. Like, forget it. Like, and it kind of shows you that he is a part of all the drama that's going on in the beginning of the season. He he was blissfully unaware of every moment that these women were at each other's throats. He could have stepped <laughs> yes. in earlier. He didn't need Katie coming up to him. And then he was unaware when she's sitting there being like, I am massively uncomfortable. And then after she tells him he's she's uncomfortable, they go on the dinner date and he's like, so did you think I was going to fall on you? It's like, dude, she hated it. it. <laughs> it's over. She hated it. You know, no, like, he keeps pre you're right. He's really terrible at reading the room. He's really bad. I think that also comes when you're like a gorgeous alpha. Like, I don't think, and you're like an energetic dude, which he does come off as being, he comes off as being like, I want to be the guy doing the demo during gym class. Like gym teachers, like, can anyone come out? Show me how to play dodgeball. He's like, me, me. And he jumps up. Like he's that guy. And when you're he that so guy, is. it so is. And when you're that guy, you're like genuinely a good guy. You genuinely don't mean, mean it, but you never, you never, you might not have the thing that I have. I always kind of, I like to think that I have, um, that I'm, thinking of who's the most uncomfortable in the room not the person who's the least the most comfortable in the room and and that's a, that comes with like feeling uncomfortable yourself maybe he's never really felt that uncomfortable you are so right about that he is there is because there is something um you know nerdy and yet overachiever about him and yeah it, there is a disconnect with him and i think you really put your finger on it that is it <laughs> it's tough and, and again I'm like I'm Monday morning quarterback and this isn't to say he's a bad person. I'm just saying when you yeah. go when you watch this show with a critical eye, like I love talking about dating relationships. I love the subject. It's easier to be critical than it is to be in it yourself. So it totally. is you know you know, like I, I give advice on the podcast all the time. Advice is easy to give, it's really hard to take. So it, it, so I, I say this with empathy for Matt. I think he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about him. Um, I say this just as a critical watcher of the show. It just seems like you have one guy that is – like last episode, he looked at one of the women. I think it was Rachel or someone, and she was like – you know, they're kind of talking about like, do you – you know, are you falling in love? He's like, just have – she's like asking about the future. And he's like, just have fun. It's like this isn't fun for any of these women. This is business. Like, it's fun for you because yeah. you're about to go to the fantasy suites with three beautiful women. But all these women are like, no, no, no. I'm not here for fun. I'm here for business. I'm here to walk away with a ring. I'm here to walk away looking at the brunch table being like, that's right. The date, you know, get your, get your bridesmaid's dresses ready. Hurry up. Get fitted. Yeah. I need to be the queen. And they're yeah, emotionally tortured by it. So you're right. I mean, just yeah. have fun. They're, I mean, the tears, the emotions, the bullying they've been through. I mean, it's a whole thing. Absolutely. And okay. he's like, have fun. It's like, what? I've just embarrassed myself with 30 other women. What are you talking about? Have fun. You know? I have two more Bachelor questions, and I want to talk about your career. Right. You have an amazing comedian career as well. Um, but, okay, with – 
So, you know, the rumor is, obviously, everything that's happened with Chris Harrison, now we know everything that's come out with Rachel, right? So the rumor is that Matt, and Matt just made a statement this week, that those two end up together. So if that is the scenario, do you think they survive these scandals? I debate this with my husband all the time. Because it sounded like, with the Matt James post this week, a lot of people in his comments go, okay, way to break up without, like, saying you're broken up. So what what do you think about this whole thing? Could they survive? if, if you... If you go read the statement, I think there's like people are like, why hasn't he said anything yet? When when will he say something? It you're living in a world. There's three there's three sides to this. It's what you can say. It's what you can't say. And it's what you want to say. So because of contracts with ABC and The Uh. Bachelor, he can't come out and be like, hey, here's what's going on. He can't, and that sucks for him. He can say, "Hey, I, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of rumors, there's a lot of things I want to say, there's a lot of," and then he has to say how how horrible the things that have come to light are. And sure. How Chris Harrison disappointed me. He has to say those things. And this is a social media world. We all have our little PR campaign we're doing. Whether you have 200 followers or 200,000, you have an audience. You have to answer that audience, and you may think, "Well, I have no fault." It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're if you're engaged to someone, and your wedding breaks up, and you're just a school teacher. There's people that are going to have questions, and you're going to feel the need to explain yourself to. So, in the same fashion, Matt has to make a statement because this, the story has gotten bigger than the show. Yep. Um, and, and he can't do it in a way that he probably wants to, which is to go. This is fucked up. I, I'm dating someone that I didn't know their history. But I would I would say, in defense of him, all of us don't have someone checking every single social media post yeah. of the people we're about to date. Like, you know, if Matt and Rachel had met off the show, I don't think, you know, without the show existing, you... He wouldn't have known these things. He may never you know, have, so. or he might have known it right, but maybe it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. You know, maybe, who knows, right? Or maybe she would have said, oh, it was five years ago and I've changed. Who knows, right? Listen, it, it's 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 the, the world we live in. I'm not saying anyone's, you know, feelings are disregarded, but like you have to, you have to say like, hey, you know, he has to sit there and answer to people now where he didn't have to answer to people like, you know, answer to his peers, answer to his friends who are like, aren't yeah. you mad about this? And he's like, and he has to go, yeah, yeah. In another time, in another world, he might go, he might not have someone going, what do you, you know, it's just, you're not put face to face. That's why we're going through, you know, 2020 had all those conversations that have been difficult that we never had to, because you're put face to face. And that's a good thing, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's all very interesting. And that's why I love The Bachelor too, because again, so many of the things that happen on The Bachelor do relate to the world around us, except it's in this little vessel of a stupid dating show where 30 women date one man. <laughs> that is such a great way to sum it up because it's, and of course, you know, the pressure on him as the first black bachelor, like, of course this would happen for the first black bachelor. So then he's got all that, you know, obviously the rumor is on, on a lot of blogs, he picks this white woman. I mean, there's so many layers to it, right? So I, I can't wait to see how it unfolds. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, these last these last couple episodes have been a, a little bit uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, the next few are going to be like just you know it could be game changers for the whole show. I'm I'm excited to see what happens more than anything. And again, this is this show has always been about the Bachelor, the women on the show, and the audience. How the audience yeah. relates to the show because it one thing you'll find is and it's very interesting. There are some bachelors, there are some bachelorettes that the audience loves, defends, doesn't care anything in the world, they can do no wrong. And there's also some that people are like, screw that person, I don't buy it. And they do as a group. And that's kind of the, like, if you look at Claire from her season, Claire doesn't have a lot of defenders that are out there. It's very interesting. And that's why the show's just a nice little bubble to kind of, chew on a little bit it's like i'm the only one that is team queen victoria you know i'm the only one that seems to be like (laughs) i want more queen victoria and i i 
actually, I find myself DMing her and she'll DM me back all the time. And I'm like, really? well, of course she will. I mean, no one else is, no one else is DMing that woman. Everyone hates her. So it's like, she, she corresponds with me all the time about how she can't come on my show. (laughs) I would argue that she's getting DMs, but they're not as nice as you. (laughs) I'm like, girl, I fucking love your attitude. Like I love, you brought so much great drama. Best way to support this show is, of course, to support our sponsors. And Rothy's is one of them. Guys, Rothy's has been a longtime sponsor of this show because y'all are obsessed with bags and shoes. I love Rothy's. Very comfortable. Just ordered the tie-dye slip-on flats, as I've told you guys, and... I love them. Uh, Rothy's is ethically sourced as well. They've turned millions of plastic bottles into beautiful handbags and shoes that you can wear and enjoy. Rothy's, uh, not only that, but they're constantly in the news, in Vogue, and in major publications for how comfortable their shoes are. The best part is you can wear them without socks, and then when they get dirty, throw them in the wash. Boom! They're amazing. Another major bonus, Rothy's are, as I mentioned, fully machine washed, but they own and operate their manufacturing workshops where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. So you know that what you're buying is going to a good cause and that who's making it is also getting paid well and treated well. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash phrase. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash phrase. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash phrase to die. Okay, and by the way, what is the show tonight where they bring all the women back called? The Women Tell All, they basically bring them back to hash out their differences. We've seen the Women Tell All at this point because there's been so much female drama on the show this season that we've probably, we've kind of seen what that will turn into, but it's going to be the you know, hey, basically hash out your differences that you had already after you've watched the show. Oh, okay. I'm so excited for this because I love that Queen Victoria is back. Um, all right, Jared, I want to talk about your your career because you're a very successful stand-up comedian. You're very funny. And I love that you'll openly say in interviews, you know, you kind of straddle that line of like what we were talking about with The Bachelor where, where things... We're in this crazy, hypersensitive society. So how mm. how do you do that as a comedian? I mean, I give you so much credit. Are you freaking out? Like, I would go to the stage and think, oh, shit, like everything I think is offensive. What the fuck am I going to say tonight? Well, I, you know, the thing is, I don't really believe in the idea. Anyone can feel however they want to feel. I think that's totally fine. I think... I, I think the 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 problem becomes as a, I, I feel most comfortable on stage actually if I if I'm really be totally honest because when you're on stage you can feel the temperature of the room you can hear a joke bomb you know the the problem with the internet sometimes is that one person's upset and morally they are right but the the people that you know. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have t- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, 
include your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. That genuinely laughed at your joke, you don't hear them. So it would be, you know, it, it, again, this I, I'm putting out a stand-up special, and it's going to be on YouTube, and it's called Socially Distanced, of course, and it was taped on New Year's Eve and of 2020. So the last day of the worst year of most of our lives and the whole special i do jokes about my weight i do jokes about (laughs) dating i do jokes about the bachelor i didn't do any of that for this all of this material is about 2020 it's all about the social anxieties of 2020 and exactly what you're talking about i don't believe that any comedian goes on stage to not get a laugh to make a point you're getting on stage to make get a laugh and hopefully that laugh produces the point you'd like to make. It's that, it's one before the other. So if I say something on stage that is getting no laugh, I'm not gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna right. fix it. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it work so that the laugh comes. So the idea that I'm going on stage like afraid of people saying no, I'm not saying anything that I don't believe. I'm not saying anything to shock anyone. I'm saying something that I think a portion of the the population is feeling. So with 2020. You know, a part of that is, you know, this social anxiety of like, I want to, I want to keep trying. I want to keep living my life, but I don't want to offend anyone. I want to be respectful. I don't want to get anyone sick. I'm putting on the mask, but it's, and then I take a picture with friends. People are like, oh, you guys went out today. And it's like, do I have to be subservient to that person? Do I go out and try my best to be as safe as possible while also, and it lands in this nuanced context that, the people online don't want to live by. They want to say, oh, you went out, you're killing a grandma. That that, yeah. that That is an easy thing to say. And in this 2020 reality that we live in, they're right. They are absolutely right. Morally, they're on the top of Moral Mountain. But life doesn't work that way. Life doesn't go that way. Life goes with people being respectful, putting on the mask, keeping their distance, while also trying to go to work, while also trying to uh, feed their kids, while also trying to stay mentally well. I was going to say, yeah, Yeah, mentally well. Yeah, and it's funny to me that the people that will scream at you about mental health will also be the one to go, where's your mask? And it's like, why don't you talk to your dad that you disagree with? Why don't you talk to your cousin? You can find a family member you disagree with that isn't a random person online. And that's the the stand-up special. So I don't adhere to the idea that like what I'm saying is such evil garbage. I'm going right. up to make a laugh and I'm going up to get a laugh and to also speak to a group of people that I think is a very large group of people that I feel and I think we get bogged down in right and left of every issue, not just politics, just right and left of every issue. Everything. And I think my, my biggest issue is that I have, you know, the people that I'm like, the people that I make jokes for are usually the ones silently giving a thumbs up in the corner. They're not the ones being like protecting me. So that's, that's the bigger problem. So I have to have thick skin and understand that, like, listen, it's not, you know, some jokes aren't for everybody and that's okay. Um, But I do believe that I, I'm putting out a special that I'm proud of that says something that lands in the land of like, you know, people that, you know, just 
uh, have a uh, understand qu- nuance. context and nuance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, and I'd actually read and that you had started in insurance. That you were like working in insurance. You would you would yeah. email your friends jokes, and they they sort of said, "Okay, this is really funny. You should pursue this." And that's how you got going. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> you're you're not to disagree with you. You're you're close. <laughs> No friend of mine told me to do stand up. No friend of mine. <laughs> Actually, those are good friends because it's a rough so, road. I would never tell someone to do comedy. I would never. I would let them get to that conclusion on their own. My, I used to sell life insurance. I spent most of my day, like, I'm 36. So around the time that I like got out of college was like the group email phase of, of, of communication yep. where you're on a group email. What are we doing this weekend? And then everyone ball busts on the group email. When I would send an email that, like, that you know, some remember people would like go off email to just you. Yes. You know, and, and they would go off the group and go, "Hey, that was so funny." Oh, you know, an email that I wrote. That was the best feeling I had in the day. So I was like, "Okay, how do I inject that feeling into my veins every day while making a living?" That's my goal. Be funny for money. So I, I, I that that is a broad goal. That's a that's a broad goal. And again, but that also should tell you everything you need to know about when you watch a stand-up comedian. Their broad goal is to go up sta- on stage and kill, have the whole room laughing. So the idea, so I understand when people are like, wow, that really hurt my feelings. Well, that wasn't the intent. I, 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 would, I would say there's never a comedian yeah. that goes on stage intending to hurt one person in the room's feelings. I can talk to anyone about any joke I make and and have a great conversation. So it's the same thing for these emails I was writing. When people would tell me if uh, that they laughed at their desk alone, oh my god! I was like, how do I do that again and again? So then I started doing open mics. I started taking classes. I took uh, sketch writing. I did every type of comedy uh, to try and build like you know uh, a tool chest of of things. And that's why I do so many different things. Like when I yell at the Bachelor. That's just improv. Like, that is just yeah. an improv class. That is just me, yes, anding what's going on in the show, taking whatever's funny on screen and making it funny again. So it, it, it's um, all of the, uh, again, I've been, when I pursued doing comedy, it was about learning how to be funny and not thinking that I was the funniest person in the room. I have made that mistake. I have thought I was the funniest person in the room. I'm usually wrong. Um, but anytime I've been better at comedy, it's because I was trying to learn how to get better at it. And do people tell you, to me, you sound like um, Jerry Seinfeld? Do you get that? Oh, that's, I mean, no, but that's the nicest compliment in the world. I can only hope I can have a garage full of cars <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> Your voice sounds just like Jerry. I'm like, oh my well, God, I, which is hard to do. You don't see many people sounding like Jerry Seinfeld because it's a unique sound. Yeah, he's got quite a cadence, but I appreciate it. Any comparison to someone uh, that I respect so much, I'll take and be very happy to have. Okay, one of the other things that people know you for is relationship advice. You obviously are an expert on um, dating apps. Not an expert. Not an expert. Okay, I I would never call myself an expert. Nobody, if someone says they're a dating expert, they're trying to sell you something that you don't need to buy. I would say I am a person with a loud opinion on dating. I scream at everything, so I'm obviously loud as you can hear right now. But I, I have a, I have an opinion on dating that I hope is comes that is about being honest mm-hmm. and also about owning that I've been the person that you hate the most right now. I've been that person. I've been the guy that dumped you. I've been the guy you met on a dating app. I've been the guy that you've dumped. I've been your brother. I've been your cousin. I've been your the, the two-month boyfriend. I've been those guys. So whenever I talk about dating, I come from that with that uh, from uh, every question with that perspective while also understanding that people, this is a hard thing for a lot of people. Some people find dating not funny at all. They consider it a job. So I... I try to have as much empathy as possible for that perspective as well. And, you know, it's really about just, un- uh, and also to me, there's no such thing as a stupid dating question. There's no situation that's too small. And I think in 2021, a lot of people are going, Oh, there's bigger problems in the world. No, there isn't. No, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll, I'll talk to you why, about why you didn't text back. Yeah. Anytime. Oh, it- 
I mean, there's endless, endless topics. And this has been such a rough year, 2020, for dating. I mean, what is some of the biggest things like you tell people that have quarantine dating that are trying to do it over Zoom? I mean, is it even possible to kind of start a connection with someone over Zoom? It's absolutely possible. Um, you you just have, I think dating has to have two people at the negotiation table at all time. Mm. So what does that, what, is, what does that mean? It means like you got to be, um, you got to have someone working with you. You know, not yes. everyone's a perfect match. And it's like, hey, let's do a Zoom date. I don't do Zoom dates. Goodbye. They might not, you know, they might have had a nice, that they might have had a nice profile. They might have been good looking. You might have thought, wow, they could be someone I would have been at a bar mitzvah with. Doesn't matter. They're not at the negotiation table. So it's like, hey, I want to go on a socially distanced date for coffee. Are you up for it? Sure, I'll let you know. Let me know. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, you've made... You've made your you've made your pitch and they have to be there to pit, you know throw the ball back and it's like I love that. So I think a lot of people a lot of people chase after the hope of good instead of looking at the realism of the bad and it's that's hard to do. So I think it's you know a lot of the times on with dating like the problem with you know men and this isn't to like hate on my own, but men love options. Men yeah. love vague, men love vague, men love options. Women love labels. Women love having their guy. So it's, it's a very, those are two, two opposing forces. Men will tell you, you know, and the same way a guy's trying to have sex with you is the same way he's going to try and pursue you for marriage. That's very confusing. I can understand that. So I think I'm not trying to say like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to apologize for men, but I'm not going to fix, you know, and, I can maybe teach my, I can maybe teach my son better, but I'm not going to fix the society. Yeah. I'm just telling you it's raining and it's time to bring in an umbrella. It's so true. And I think you really hit on something about relationships. It, it, it's also about your confidence level. Like, I love when you're like, goodbye. It's like, it's true. When you can get to a place where you really know what you want and you're willing to kind of say goodbye to that person, you know, and, and be okay either way. I feel like that's when you find your person. Like, that's a powerful place it's to per- be. It, it's perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing you hear all the time is, um, there's too many options. That's why dating sucks in 2021. There's too many options. I would argue yeah. that there's that that the amount of options is great because the person that's not really fitting your shoe, the one that's not really the butt that's not right for your seat, you, there's that person. There's another person out there that is, and you have the ability to find it. Your grandpa had to date three women that was on his block and then had to choose from the three or else uh, he was in a, in his one-room bedroom apartment with his cat. Yeah. That's not today. You can say goodbye to people because there's a whole new group of people that are willing and able and ready to meet you, and that person's out there for you. And I think if you kind of switch the perspective of, like, I'm just not going to deal with bullshit I, and, and not – and you don't have, and what happens a lot is a lot of people were like, and I'm not going to deal with bullshit while they're literally climbing through the person's bullshit. You don't have to make, you don't have to teach anyone. That's not your responsibility. Goodbye. That's all you got to say. <laughs> Goodbye. And, and listen, sometimes they come back and you have to go and, and, and that's your choice if you want to take them back. But like, Again, keep asking for the the needs you have. Okay, guys, one more commercial I need to tell you about, and that's my Patreon. Are you a member? Are you part of the Patreon champagne, the champ champs family? Also, you're going to want to become a member of my Patreon family. Patreon.com slash The Sarah Fraser Show. I have just dropped a seven-part series. It's kind of slowly coming out every single month an episode, but three of the episodes are up, of my mindful eating journey. And I'm accompanied by my longtime mindful eating therapist, Robin Mize. It's just $5 a month. Or to ensure that you get every single episode of the seven-part series, you can make a $50 contribution. Patreon.com slash The Sarah Fraser Show. I love talking about just taking care of your health and your wellness and celebrating and loving your body. You guys know for years I hated myself. I dieted from the age of 12 to 27, 28. And in that time period, I gained and lost 150 pounds and probably spent 
$20,000 on diet books, diets, gyms, trainers, all kinds of things that never worked and quite honestly made me feel like shit. So how did I get out of that cycle? Well, I reveal all and I get to sit down with my mindful eating therapist. There's so many exercises that are going to be posted too on the Patreon, so you'll be getting it all. Patreon.com slash The Sarah Fraser Show, just $5 per month. And okay, so you're now though in a fairly serious relationship, right? Yeah, we live together uh, and uh, we've been together like almost three years. So how has that shaped your dating advice that you give now to your audience? Like, are you softer about it, more understanding? Are you more certain about how like a, a successful relationship works? Because see, people... Um, I, I've been I was, I'm, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go. Um, it's definitely made me... Um, being... A, I've... Listen... It's made me understand fully that, like, how easy it is to give advice on other people's problems. When it's your problem, it's so much more difficult. There's so much more, um, so much more stuff going on when it's yours. So, again, I was, I'm really good at all the dating stuff. I know how to do a first date. I know how to impress someone on a first date. I know how to look good on a first date. I know how to be a good third date. I know when I'm, backing away for the third date because I'm not that into it, but I'm still attracted to them. So I have to let them know that I probably shouldn't go on this third date. You know, like I know those beats, I think for relationships, it's, it's, it it gets way more difficult. It's way more personal and it's, um, and there's so much I don't know. And again, that's why I never call myself an expert. Like, you know, we're all an expert until it's our own emotions, until it's someone you love looking you in the eye. You know, it's it's very different. All right. I have a question for you. I was telling you this uh, before we came on when I was emailing you. How do I make my husband a good gift giver? Because, Jared, he bought me this watch. And That's it a is, nice watch. Oh, my God. It, okay, you can't see it up close. That's why it's not. It's not. <laughs> How long have you been married? Uh, we've been married a year and a half. We've been together eight years. He's a great husband. So, Everything is great, but I cannot get him to like buy good gifts. I don't know. Maybe well, I need to send the link because maybe I'm too vague. Because I say to him, you know, oh, I don't know. You know, I just because he knows I like nice things, right? So I'm assuming he'll go in the closet and he'll look and she'll and he'll go, oh, you know, she kind of likes these Kate Spade novelty clutches or a Louis Vuitton. And he never comes to that conclusion. He goes what's, to QVC and he orders something. Well, what's most of I think like I, anytime someone asks me a question about the relationship, I come back to them with another question that like, you got to look in the mirror a little bit with all these questions. So I'm fine listen, with that. I know I, I'm the problem. I, I, can, I can't tell you that that watch is good or bad. I don't know. You said, look at the watch. How could you not know? I don't know. So let's assume that he's at least 10% away from me. He's got no clue what you want. He's not going to your closet and knowing what to get you. I would make a decision. What's more important to you? That he di- that he gives you a gift or that he gives you the right gift? Ooh. Like, I, And I, I think because I have this issue with my mom. My mom has everything in the world and still wants everything. So like when Mother's Day comes along, when her birthday comes along, She's the hardest person to buy a gift for because I'm like, I know she's going to hate something. My dad, we get great gifts for because we know he'll and he'll and he loves the ingenuity. He loves the spirit with which the gift came. Mm. If you want a nice thing, then you should just go buy yourself a nice thing. If you want, like I I would say, because at this point, you're asking for something he can never him to climb a mountain he can never climb, which makes him give up on climbing it. So then he just yeah. goes on QVC and he just orders the first thing that looks nice or like matches your jacket. So like to me, like like my dad, we do food of the month clubs. My dad, yeah. like if I got my mom a food of the month club, she'd be like, "What the fuck is this? You don't care about me? I don't <laughs> connect." And but my dad doesn't connect the care of the gift with the care for the person. You're saying. Look at this ugly watch. How does he not know me? It's like, how the fuck would he know you? He doesn't know shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I haven't told him that I dislike it. I'm trying to wear it to see if I will yeah. like, because I've returned like the past three gifts that he's given me. And I'm like, I'm with you, right? If I keep doing this, he's going to be like this ungrateful bitch. Like I can't win with her, you know? Well, so it, I'm like, I'm trying to wear it and like it. 
but I'm having, I'm struggling. And then I'm like, should I just no, tell him? It turns into resent. It turns into a year from now, you'll be divorced. The you watch. gotta listen. <laughs> Get, I would, you gotta tell him this. I love, I love the thought. And I, uh, again, like Jordana on you up is my co-host Jordana Abraham. And she's fantastic. But she's like, I am a huge card person. She's like, the first, and she always talks about how like her boyfriend at first didn't get her a card and it really upset her. Telling someone, hey, I want a card. The only thing I want is cards. Just make sure the card is right. I'll buy what I need on my own. Like, uh, or I'll, you know, I'll tell you like, here's how much it costs. Like at that point, let's stop the rigmarole. Like hey, now he can do the sweetness with the card, sweetness with the date. And you can say, and I'm buying this. This is your birthday gift. Like, now it. you can get the effort you want with the gift you want. I love it. Jared, you're amazing. Um, I can't oh, wait you. to watch your YouTube special. March 2nd, right? 9 p.m.? It comes out March 2nd, 9 p.m., but it's going to stay on YouTube. That's the premiere date. Um, if someone enjoy, if you enjoyed it, all I ask, comment, like, um, I'm putting it out for free. I'm taking, I invested my own money. I invested myself in putting out this special. I really uh, feel like I'm taking a nice chance here during a pandemic. And I want people to make a night of it, put it on the big screen, airplay it to your, you know, whatever you do. And um, if you enjoyed it, let me know because YouTube is a horrible hellscape <laughs> where people are mean for no reason. So I would rather um, hear from the nice people and just, and just comment and like, and, Tell a friend about it, and it's YouTube.com slash Jared Freed, and that's where it's going to be, and it's going to be all over my social media as well. God, you're so right about YouTube. It, it's just a, it's a shithole. We're, we're TikTok, yeah. you know, if you comment anything negative, everybody comes at you, whereas YouTube, you can't get yeah. a polite, you can't get anyone to say well, anything nice. At least TikTok is funny. Like, I, yeah. I go to TikTok for the comments more than the videos sometimes, and yes. it's like, at least they took a chance at a joke, like, good, but like... It feels like YouTube people just come there to like tear people down. So, and, and, but also, you know, I'm putting this out for free. My goal is for it to get a million hits and so that Love some it. of these networks that, that don't talk to me know who I am. So, I want to ride that in that algorithm wave. I want to be surfing the algorithms. And the only way to do that is for you to share, like, comment and do that Jesus if these networks won't get back to you at hundreds of thousands of followers I'm fucked I'm gonna be I guess I'm going to OnlyFans all right this is like it's final it's final um you have the J Train podcast new episodes come out every week you up podcast with our with our girls from Betches who are awesome and Jordana um and then you do the Rose rehash every night every Monday night after The Bachelor you've got a million I love it you've got all these shows you've got a great hustle I don't stop because um, nobody asked me to do this, so I have to keep it going myself. So, great. It's great. Um, but uh, thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Jared, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Hey.